the summary of the third Torah Sicha in volume 16. In the end of the Megillah, it says that Mordechai HaYehudi became the Mishnah Lamelech. He came a very high position in the king's palace. And at that point, he was Ratzui L'Rev Achav. He was desirable, he was desired by most of his brothers. The Talmud tells us, why does it say most of his brothers? Why doesn't it say that he was wanted and liked by all of his brothers? Why does it say most of his brothers? This teaches you that there was a minority of his brothers who separated themselves from him. Who are these brothers? So this includes the people of the Great Assembly, the Anshakness Sagdela, as Rashi puts it, that this is the a, a minority group of the Sanhedrin. Because we have to remember that that was the point, that was the time when the Sanhedrin was holding on really strong to in, in their position of the Jewish Supreme Court. And since the view was that since Mordechai left the Sanhedrin to go deal with politics and get into involved with governmental issues in order to help and save his brothers to save the Jews. So since he left the Sanhedrin, therefore, there was a minority group that did not like or approve what he did, and therefore they separated themselves from him. And that's why the verse says most of his brothers, instead of saying all his brothers liked him. Then the Talmud tells us that we could see a proof that it's greater, the value of learning Torah, more than saving lives of people. Where do we see this? So they bring you now a proof from verses. There's a, the verse in Ezra where it speaks about that the Aliyah from Babylonia, when Jews started heading back to Israel, and it lists off the people of the Sanhedrin, and it lists Mordechai right after the number four seat. And the seats in the Sanhedrin were ranked by level of status, and Mordechai is listed as the number five, right after four. And then in the book of Nehemiah, where 24 years later, when there was another major migration, Mordechai comes back again after the story of Achashverosh, after Achashverosh dies, and they go back to Eretz Yisrael to be able to rebuild the second base of Mikdash. So but there, Mordechai is mentioned after the number five, meaning he's number six. So the fact that he moved from seat number four, five to number six means that he was degraded from rank from the top. And from here we see that he that learning Torah is even more valuable than going into politics to save people's lives. The question is, this idea that it's greater to learn Torah from saving people's lives, the Talmud could have learned it out simply from the first source that he was liked by most of his brothers and not all of his brothers. Why do you have to have also proof and give me these two verses and two different books of the Tanakh to bring up like a second point that he, that it proves to you that he lost rank and level in the Sanhedrin because he went there to in this these public positions? You could have just used the source that most brothers liked him. So there are Mepharshim that answer that when the Megillah says that he was liked by most people, that doesn't necessarily mean that this is the Torah's view. Maybe that's just the Sanhedrin's view, that in the view of the people on the Sanhedrin, that learning Torah is so much better than saving lives. And therefore, the Talmud brings us the verses from, the, from Ezra and Nehemiah to prove you that even in the Torah, this is like the godly source itself, clearly, that he loses rank. Problem is why this answer is not so smooth. Because when it says that a minority of them separated themselves from him, 
They, they weren't regular people. These were the people that were his buddies, his colleagues in the Sanhedrin. It's called, we said that it's his brothers, meaning it's his colleagues in the Sanhedrin, which their whole attitude was also to rule rules according to Allah and tell you what the Torah says. So that is Torah itself. Why do you, what's the problem that you need to say that the, the verses are to prove it? The whole point of the Sanhedrin is to prove it. Another thing that's difficult to understand is number one, since learning Torah is better than saving lives of people, why was Mardukhai's name only moved one level? Seemingly, if he went, if he went and left the world of Torah, then he totally shouldn't have been mentioned anymore in the Sanhedrin at all. Why only one level down? Number two, from the simple understandings of the verse, that Mordechai's position as the Mishnah Lamelech that took many years, seemingly after many years, he should have convinced all his brothers of the, uh, that his path was right. Why only most of his brothers were convinced? So to explain this, we see that there's an a, a emphasis in the words most of his brothers and some, a minority, separated themselves from him. So when it says here that in other words, there's a diuk in the Lushan here when it says rave most or a minority. This means that most of the Sanhedrin did agree with him. From here it's understood. But then when there was a minority that didn't agree with him, it doesn't mean that they argued on him. It just means that they separated themselves. They had a different view. But it doesn't mean that they argued on him. If so, we could ask a question. Since Mardachai's conduct was in agreement with most of the Sanhedrin, he should have been able to convince also the minority that what he was doing was right. And number two, it seems that both of the quotes from the Gemara, whether it's from Revechav or it's from the idea of the verse that he was pushed back one seat, it's a, it, shows, it comes in one continuation. And Seemingly, that's a contradiction to the idea that Torah is better saving lives. Because saving lives, saving lives seems why he went into the politics. And for that, most of them were with his view. But then when you say that learning Torah is even better, then it seems like a contradiction totally to this idea. Because it, say, it comes out that only some of them separate from him. Seemingly, if, why only some? To explain this, the Rebbe brings down an amazing story with the Ragat Shavar Goin. The Ragat Shavar Goin lived, it, it passed away in 1936. He lived primarily in Russia and then later in Latvia. He was the, uh, the Rav in the city of Dvinsk in Latvia. And the previous Rebbe, after 1927, when he was arrested and he came out then from jail in Yudbeis Tamas, eventually he had to leave Russia and he moves to Riga in Latvia. When he was there, he wanted to do and help for the, the Jewish, uh, Russian Jews that were stuck in Russia. And he called, he sent out letters to all Rabbanim and activists, community activists to come to have a meeting every once in a while to see what they could do to help the Jews. So one of the people that were invited was the Ragachover. And he asked the Ragachover going to come. He was one of the major, major Torah geniuses of his time. And the Ragachover said that he, ha- he can't come because it's an issue that's based on an argument between the Babylonian Talmud and the Jerusalem Talmud. What is the argument? In the Babylonian Talmud, it says that there were earlier Hasidim that used to daven nine hours a day, 
three hours for shacharis, one hour to prepare, one hour to daven, one hour to unwind. Same two for mincha, an hour to prepare, an hour to daven, to unwind. Same thing for mayrav. After nine hours a day, that's what they did to daven. So the Gemara asks, if so, when did they have time to learn Torah and when did they have time to do work, business? Those are two very important things of life. So the Gemara answers that their Torah was preserved. Whenever they learned Torah, they didn't forget what they learned. And their work was blessed. So what takes a normal person, let's just say, eight hours a day to make a living for them, they were able to do it in, let's say, a half hour, a much shorter time. In the Jerusalem Talmud, it says the same story about the earlier chassidim that they daven nine hours a day. And they ask the same question about the Torah and the business. And over there it says that their Torah was blessed. It doesn't say that their Torah was preserved. It says it was blessed. What's the difference? Preserved means that you don't forget. Whatever you learn, you don't forget. So therefore, in a short amount of time, you can learn. You don't have to review. When it says that, however, in the Jerusalem time, when it says that their work, that their studying Torah was blessed, blessed means that they were able to successfully grasp a concept immediately and didn't take any time. So it's not just in the quantity of in the in the quantity of of learning. It was the quality also had a major blessing that they were able to be decisive and get to the bottom. And, gen- and therefore he said that whenever there's an argument between the Babylonian Talmud and the Jerusalem Talmud, two views, the halacha always goes like the Babylonian Talmud. And therefore, if he goes to l- stop learning Torah, it's only going to be preserved. And therefore, he's going to lear- lose out much of his learning Torah. And therefore, he can't get involved in the community affairs. What's in general the difference of the styles of the Babylonian Talmud and Jerusalem? Babylonian Talmud, it says in the Pasuk, it says in the Eicha, that that you learn through darkness, meaning that you have to, to sift through and get to the bottom of things, takes a lot of time. It's like going coming out of a dark room. In Jerusalem Talmud, everything is clear and you get straight to the bottom. This becomes the basis of the Machloikas, or the, not Machloikas as an argument, but the two different views of Mardachai and the minority of the Sanhedrin. Mardachai was part of the people that were part of the Sanhedrin that was from Israel. The sages that were from Israel had clear decisiveness and their learning Torah was blessed. There was a bracha in it and therefore they never loosed out from learning Torah even it, or from gaining any knowledge in Torah even when they went out into the world to help out save lives of Jews. However, there was a minority of, of, of the people on the Sanhedrin like we see that Hillel came from Olam Bavel, Reb Nassim Abavli is also from Bavel. So you see that there was a minority that came from Bavel and therefore for those people, for that view of those minority, for them they felt that if you leave and you go help people, you're going to lose out in your valuable time of learning Torah. The Rebbe concludes a lesson that the previous Rebbe, who everything was learning Torah, he had to steal from his time in order to go to give up, he had to steal from his time of learning in order to help other people and to save people's neshamas from simulation and so on. And he also demanded this from his chassidim, from his mekusharim, that they should also conduct themselves in that kind of way to give up their time and spe- and even b'nai Torah, to give up their time of learning Torah, at least from time to time, is to do that and to help out the Jews around the world. He also brings down from a famous uh, a dream that the Rebbe Rashab had where he had heard seven Torahs from the Baal Shem Tev, and one of them is on the Pasuk Kumi Eiri, and the Baal Shem Tev said that you, Nisiya Yisrael, what's going to be with you that you give up so much time of your Torah and your Aveda to help out other people. And he says that you have a special bracha and your bracha is even greater than the bracha that's given to a regular 
people that give up time from Torah, and even though the Rabbeim showed us this, that they gave up time for people, nevertheless, they got, did not lose out of this at all. And here we have the lesson that for Mordechai, that's relevant to us, as the Balshantu said on the Allah, the Maimara Mishnah that says that if you read the Megillah backwards, you have not fulfilled your obligation. And the Balshantu said backwards, meaning backwards in time, that if you read the Megillah and the story as if it's a backwards in time, meaning it's not relevant, the lesson today, you have not fulfilled your obligation. Therefore, the lesson is for all of us here now is to is to descend ourselves, lower ourselves from our spiritual level in order to go help out other people and be involved in community affairs because that's the best way to get rid of any kind of problems is being Isaac Betar as the Allah says that when you're Isaac Betar you don't even have to stop to read the Shema. That's how important it is. And the most important is to be Isaac Betar to do it faithfully. And then every all the problems will go away from itself. And this is what Mardachai asked from all of us is to have this idea to go out and save the bodies of the Jews and how much more so to save the souls of the people and this is the lesson that we learn here from Mordechai that he left the Sanhedrin in order to go out and and help out Atzal's Nefashis.